Hello everyone, I'm Anna. And I'm Lauren. And this is Conversations with the Candidates. This interview is with Eva Jessam, candidate for external vice president, interviewed by Daphne Partridge. Hope you enjoy. So just to start us off, um, where are you from? Introduce yourself. Where are you from? What's your major? Favorite song? Because we are radio. <laughs> um, anything, just like a little tidbit about yourself. Yeah, so my name is Eva. I use she, her pronouns. I'm a poli-sci major here at UCLA, uh, urban and regional studies minor. I'm from Los Angeles, actually. Uh, I grew up here. I uh, learned to bike at UCLA when I was five. I used to come here every weekend, actually, so UCLA is very near and dear to my heart. Um, And right now my favorite song is Tomorrow Never Came by Lana Del Rey. That's so true. No, yeah, it's it's hitting right now for sure. it's also just generally a really good study time, so I like study song. So with midterms and everything, it's a it's a bop right now for sure. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Midterms have been sort of killing me, but you know what? <laughs> That's all right. We um, live. We live. We're doing our best. All right, I'm gonna have you give me your like 20 second, 30 second, however long, um, like elevator pitch. Most compelling reasons why anyone should be voting for you. Your number one platform issue. Just sort of your quick, like succinct. What should we know about your campaign? Yeah, uh, my 30-second elevator pitch is as follows. Uh, You should vote Eva for EVP because she's been in EVP for three years, so she has the knowledge of how the EVP office works, what it does, um, and more so has the institutional connections as well to make change happen. Uh, My three platforms are accessibility, labor, and affordability, um, and embedded within all those is, you know, the mindset that we need to target uh, policy issues from a lens of equity, making campus life better here at UCLA um, through advocating at the UC-wide level uh, and also the level of the local government, state government, federal government. And uh, with my experiences in all those levels and more broadly my comprehensive, tangible platforms uh, and three years of experience in EVP, EVA for EVP is the way to go. All right. Next question's a little different. It's a little easier. Got any hobbies that you want to share? <laughs> Just anything fun? Um, wow. I'm a huge Lakers fan, a Dodgers fan. So, you know, in my free time, I love watching games, uh, listening to, like, analysis and doing my own. One thing that I tell everyone is, like, I'm kind of arrogant about this, but I think I, I, think I know more about basketball than, like, any of the sportsmen in my life. Um, so, you know, I, I just love watching it, love reading about it, uh, gaining more knowledge there. Um, and otherwise in my free time, I really like thrifting. I know I'm not in the best outfit right now, but you know, I, I love, uh, it's, that's pretty fun. Um, and I don't know if this counts as a hobby, but I work at Boba time. That's a hobby. Yeah. You know, Boba is life. Um, so really that's where I'm at in my free time. I love working there. Uh, I love getting all the free drinks. Keep coming. Keep ordering <laughs> the good drinks because I'm having your leftovers for sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. That's what I did. I worked at a coffee shop and we would always, whenever we would make anything blended. Oh, yeah. You take it straight to the back and chug it. Oh, yeah. For sure. <laughs> um, all right. So one of the reasons that we want to do these interviews is because we want to raise awareness about what USAC does um, and sort of the general concept of it. So in your own words, can you give me a sort of detailed rundown of what your office does, what it's important about, what's in, what it impacts in student life, anything like that? 
Right. Uh, the external vice president or the EVP office is unique in that our main focus is not what goes on at UCLA, but rather our advocacy uh, in to the government. So we do have a set of teams that focus on changing um, things on campus, making it more accessible here uh, and, and really impacting student life in tangible ways. But the EVP office mainly takes those student priorities that we want to see on campus, goes to the government and, you know, we lobby to them. We make connections there um, in order to fight for what we want. So, um, for example, uh, we just lobbied in Sacramento uh, for a lot of bills, including um, SB 245. Uh, which expands uh, eligibility of CalFresh to undocumented families. And we take that advocacy that EVP does to the government. And then you then focus on UCLA. And then like, okay, let's expand um, the availability of CalFresh to other stores, for example. Um, right now it's in Ackerman. But, you know, expanding to Lavelle Commons or Hilltop Shop when applicable, you know, really there, like, after we go to the government, you know, seeing how we can tangibly, you know, feasibly uh, impact student life with what we advocate for. So EVP is really focused on the governmental level. Um, and, you know, in all of our policies and uh, what the office is working on now, as well as, uh, you know, as your next EVP, you know, that's really where the focus of EVP lies. And the other USAC offices focus on the amazing work done on campus and we're more off campus. So we're really unique in that aspect. Great. Thank you. Um, Sort of as a follow-up to that, why did you decide to run for this position? What first got you into student government in general? What got you into student government at UCLA? Why this? Why EVP is definitely a hard question to ask. I think there's two reasons. Uh, the first is, you know, I've always, I've always wanted to be an advocate. I've always wanted to be in student government spaces ever since, like, elementary school. Um, and, you know, I think... With that comes a, a true passion for what you're advocating for. You know, nothing is better than you know, really going directly to the people who can make, who are able to make the changes that you want to see, and advocating it for it to them. Like going to the UC Regents, for example, going to local governmental authorities, going to the capital, the state government. Um, I get an adrenaline rush from that, and you know, I think I want to be part. Of, I want to lead that change in really going to. The people who can make that change and then second I'm just overall really passionate about this you know I've put three years of work into the EVP office um, this is something I've been extremely devoted to even now we're still really busy during campaign season um, you know it's some you know this is my community at UCLA these are these are my friends at UCLA this is where I've really made my impact and you know it's in turn really impacted me who I am as a leader and as a person uh, more broadly and you know I'm just so passionate about it, um, and you know, I want to continue to lead the change, lead the charge for next year. Um, you know, continuing to put like the cliche of my blood, sweat, and tears into this office because you know it's really this is my community at UCLA, and I want to give back to it. Great, thank you. Um, so this next question is a little bit about your platforms. So. One of your platforms is specifically about labor, and you talk a lot about labor on campus, um, including ASUCLA jobs and getting certain allowances for those employees. So can you talk a little bit about your sort of tangible plan on how you plan on implementing these changes, what you're going to do, what you plan to do, what you hope to do in the future? 
Yeah, so I'm currently a student worker, as I mentioned. I work like 20 hours a week, uh, which is, I think, a good amount, you know, for being a student. Um, you know, from that, I'm, I'm financing myself through college. Uh, it's it's hard to, you know, pay the pay my bills, pay my tuition, but you know, I'm I'm a student worker. I'm working for, you know. I'm working to, you know, finance myself, and that's really hard as it is. Um, and so that being said, you know, there's so many student workers like that at UCLA, you know, who are using, who are working at AACCLA to pay their bills. And that being said, it's super critical that that environment that they're devoting their time to is sustainable and, you know, and and really fruitful for them as well. Right now, um, ASUCLA is 85% student workers and they don't have a union, meaning there's no representation, um, there's no um, body to mobilize and fight for better things that you know would make their work environment more sustainable. So uh, I want to not only be a source for labor organizing through funding, but also for you know knowledge about what your rights are as workers. So I want to have um, you know teach-ins and workshops about labor and in coordination with like some of the UC's biggest unions, um, and hopes to you know mobilize ASUCLA student workers. Uh, you know through my three years of EVP, I've had the great opportunity of meeting with ASUCLA CEO several times about other issues, and you know I want to mobilize the student body with such teach-ins and workshops more broadly, and then. And leverage that with my connection to the CEO as well as other high um, upper level ASUCLA staff members to really fight for uh, the changes that students want. Some things like that include compensation for jury duty. You know, it all it sucks when like that random like worker you get some like letter in the mail the mail and you're like oh crap like I I gotta go. Um, or, you know, to vote, for example. We don't have time off for that. It's not a holiday. Hard to take time out of your day to do that. Um, you don't get paid sick leave. Uh, some restaurants don't have ACs. And as someone who works somewhere with an AC, let me tell you, you need an AC in that, in that, that kitchen for sure. Um, additionally, you know, ASUCLA workers don't accept tips either. And tips, they add up. You know, we those are just a few things that I would want to, you know, discuss with student workers at ASUCLA and more broadly student workers outside campus, really foster that culture of collective organizing around these labor issues. And then from there, with those teach-ins, with that funding of, you know, their time in doing so, I want to go to ASUCLA themselves and be like, hey, these are these are our rights. These are this is what we want to see, you know, really out of, you know, the the need to have a more sustainable workplace so this is something i'm extremely passionate about and it's it's something i want to bring to ucla that i think has really been missing from student government spaces as well awesome thank you all right um this next question is also about another part of your platform so one of your platforms talks about rent control in westwood um I know that this is a topic on a lot of students' minds as we were near the end of the year, leases have been signed, people are getting ready to move. Um, so what's your current plan on how to address affordable housing in Westwood, um, making sure that apartment side and anyone who's living off campus um, sort of feels heard? Right. With rent control, it's a really difficult issue because you're not only working on more of a state level, but also a local level as well. Um, 
my biggest, the first start, the starting point for anything and making Westwood more affordable is, you know, changing the zoning that really allows for us to build more affordable housing units. Um, UCLA, because the, the UC regions actually are exempt from a lot of state laws, UCLA is allowed to build really tall buildings that, you know, a private developer in Westwood would not be able to, which is why, for example, Gailey Heights, um, my homies in Gailey Heights, that's why you have a 17 floor uh, tall building. But, you know, living on, on Midvale or Roebling, you have, you know, like a one or two story apartment. Um, so, you know, that being said, changing state laws through things like Assembly Bill 1630, which would allow uh, for private developers to, you know, uh, undergo uh, a different zoning process, bypassing the environmental review process that often really holds up building affordable housing projects and allowing them to build uh, higher capacity units in doing so, right? Increasing the supply of housing in Westwood decreasing the demand, decreasing the cost. Um, with rent control as well, that's, a, a again, a state and a local matter. With EVP, a lot of that is working with the Northwestwood Neighborhood Council. I've met with their chair several times. I have connections to them. Uh, we love the work that they're doing over there. I hope you all voted in their election yesterday. <laughs> um, and, you know, it's it's a matter of those connections and as well as knowing what what bills we can use and advocate for getting those passed um we all you know we want westwood to be more affordable and that starts with what types of buildings we're allowed to build in the first place and also you know how students want to see uh their housing um one thing that i've been really grateful in being a part of is I've had discussions with like the head of UCLA housing and you know having uh, student input there when discussing new student housing is super critical because you know we don't want to end up with four bedroom eight person apartments um, again shout out to my Gailey Heights friends um, you know we we want more livable uh, apartments through the lens of what it's like to live in them as students and so from that perspective as well, also working on campus in combination with our advocacy on the state level to allow zoning to better permit uh, the construction of housing quicker and better for students. Awesome. Um, sort of a follow-up to that is what's your plan in terms of gauging what students are looking for where you want to hold like town halls? Just what's your plan in terms of gauging what students need, what they want, what they believe to be like affordable for them and what they're willing to sort of go for. Definitely, I, I would say there's like two instruments there. The first is, yeah, as you mentioned, town halls. We, we need to know what issues students are facing or more broadly, what solutions they'd want to see um, in order to then go and advocate for those changes uh, to the Capitol. And the second thing is um, EVP is really fortunate to have a lobby core, which is essentially a group of currently about 20 students that EVP then uh, takes to the Capitol on these lobbying trips, as well as takes to DC for federal trips uh, or to you know, local offices uh, in California. Um, I plan to double Lobby Corps participation by allocating more of the EVP's budget towards Lobby Corps, meaning that we'll have a better capability to fund a more diverse uh, group of students who want to, you know, see that changes in housing they, uh, you know, 
be be spoken about to legislators. So, you know, from those town halls, you know, I would hope to, you know, those are the students who I think would probably be interested in participating in Lobby Corps as well. So those are the voices that, you know, I would want to help uplift and alongside with advocate for uh, whatever solutions that they'd want to see to Westwood housing or more broadly be able to speak about the unique problems that they face. Because UCLA is so diverse. UCLA, we have 35,000 undergraduates. Uh, the problems that I have with housing are definitely different than yours or, you know, the people in the next room. So it's really about outreaching to the student body and also um, being the vehicle for access to allowing that student body then go advocate to legislators for the changes that they want to see. Awesome. What's one thing that you personally um, and you as a candidate really like um, about one of your fellow candidates' platforms that you think that you would work to implement in office? I really like um, the EVP, the other EVP candidates' platform on equity. I think that's super important. And in order to have any policies that are remotely good at all, Equity needs to be embedded within them, within the language of them, within who's even going to advocate for them. Uh, we, you know, equity is needed in all aspects of life and it has to be written in what you're advocating for. So I really like the other candidates' emphasis on that in not only, you know, who's fighting for the change that we want to see, but also where the money's going. Um, she's mentioned uh, per- potentially funding, uh, further funding resources for. Um, undocumented students too and that's something that I also really want to do Uh, growing up in LA um, I've you know I've heard a lot of uh, the experiences shared by my friends who are undocumented and it's simply not accessible uh, acceptable that so many resources are limited by your your citizenship status Uh, for example you know the UC has a work authorization that uh, requirement so any undocumented person is not able to be hired by the UC which is simply unacceptable given that, you know, these are um, students at UCLA, for example, but they can't get paid by UCLA. Like, that doesn't make any sense. There's literally no logical reason for that, especially if it's not a state law. So, um, you know, really fighting there uh, for undocumented folks and more broadly embedding equity in every policy is something I'd really want to do. Um, more specifically, uh uh, one of the one of my platforms is uh, expanding um, CalFresh eligibility, and I, I touched on this a little bit earlier. Um, but you know, forty percent of undocumented individuals are food insecure, so this is a huge issue affecting uh, that student population. And I really want to make it a push for my office to, if I were to be elected, to um, you know change that because that is a way higher number than it should be. And it's representative of the intersections of, you know, of marginalized uh, communities. So, you know, I I really admire um, the other candidates' emphasis on equity in everything that she does. I think that that's a lens that, uh, as policymakers, it needs to be, like, literally written within the language. Uh, Not, you know, told, but shown that this is the priority for them. Um, And... I, I've tried to do the same. Um, I encourage you to go to my Instagram bio, my link tree. I have a link to all of my platforms, and uh, there I hope you'll see that I, I'm trying to do the same. Wonderful. All right. I have one last question for you. If you had to name one goal that you have for USAC next year, what would it be and why? That's such a hard question. Um, 
my biggest goal for USAC is for it to be more uh, accessible and transparent. And every candidate talks about that, and it never happens. I'm not going to lie. I, this is my, I'm going into my fourth year at UCLA. I've seen four years of elections. Every candidate says that USAC wants to be, we should have a more accessible and transparent USAC, but it never happens. But my goal for that is, you know, really based on the fact that I've, as a, an internal chief of staff in the EVP, um, I've written four or five of the resolutions that USAC's passed this year, or like at least contributed to editing them. And in that process, I've you know I've outreached to communities and I've worked on them this with them. These are resolutions that come from their advocacy work that I've just been uh, fortunate enough to help be a vehicle for getting that implemented at USAC. But that being said, so many clubs and organizations have things that they'd want to have passed by USAC but don't know how to do it or don't know that that's available. Um, if I were to be elected, I'd want to really publicize that USAC meets at 7 p.m. every Tuesday. Here's the link. Here's the meeting time. I want to also you know, make it uh, through transparency and through like trainings and things like that, even posting on to the EVP Instagram, for example, I would want to show this is what a resolution looks like. This is how it gets passed. This is what it means. Because end of the day, a resolution is really just a stepping stone to show, hey, there's student body support for this issue that we're passionate about. And then you use that in leverage to UCLA administration to fight for the changes that they want. But so many students don't know what that even looks like. Um, and I've seen that firsthand through my work in EVP. So my biggest goal there is to really publicize, hey, if you want USAC to know what is going on, here's the meeting time. Here's where you can go and share that like physically, like out loud. And then if you want to write a resolution, get it passed in writing. Here's how you do that. And like step by step, I want to help with that. That's my biggest goal for sure. Awesome. Is there anything else that you feel like you'd like to say to anyone who hears this about yourself, your platform, your campaign, anything sort of that you feel is like is important. Right. I just want to underscore my, my passion for what we're talking about here. I want to make UCLA more accessible. Uh, in my three years of EVP, I still don't know what the hell's going on. It's There's so much institutional barriers everywhere um, and UCLA doesn't make it easy. And furthermore, you know, when you get here, it's, it's about accessing the safety, uh, the health resources that you need um, to really, you know, allow yourself to really focus on being a student. So I want to make UCLA more accessible. I want to make UCLA more labor conscious. Yeah, I'm a student worker. I want, you know, I want that body of students who is, you know, fighting for their life, getting that paycheck to pay their rent or pay their tuition. I want them to have a sustainable working environment um, that is more conducive of you know, really just uh, safety, more sustainability. Um, and I also want to make UCLA more affordable. I'm $21,000 in debt, something like that. It's going to be another 8000 after next year. Uh, that's unacceptable. I'm not the only one. Um, we have the fourth highest zip code in the nation in Westwood, but we're a college campus. Like, how... How the heck did that happen, you know? Um, it's, you know, with the financial status of more broadly Westwood as students, it makes it really hard to focus on being a student. And, you know, this is something very near and dear to me, again, because I am, you know, financing myself through college. 
it's really hard to do that. I want to make it more easier for students to do that. Um, as your next EVP, those are my three platforms. Uh, I encourage you to go look at them. Um, I'm the link tree in my Instagram bio, as well as my last few posts, I've really outlined my tangible plan, uh, the stakeholders that I would work with to make this make this happen. I have a plan for this. I know who I want to talk to. I've been in EVP for three years, and you know, from that, I I know. This, the, the power players here, I have the connections with them. I have the knowledge with how to even go about that. And I know what EVP even does, you know. I, I, I have so much advocacy experience on all levels of government and as well as on the UC-wide level. So I, you know, to the student body uh, deciding who to vote for within the next week, I want you to vote for experience. I want you to vote for a plan. And I want, want you to vote for... Eva for EVP. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for coming on, Eva. This was our interview with Eva Jessam, candidate for EVP, interviewed by Daphne Partridge. We hope you all enjoyed it. Remember to vote in the upcoming election on my UCLA and check out UCLA Elections Board for more info on the candidates. This has been Conversations with the Candidates, EVP edition with Lauren and Anna. Thank you all.